All right, so this is episode eight of the podcast, and tonight we have Alex from Saber Solutions. Gosh, did I mess it up? I think it's Saber Solutions, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm having a, brain, having a brain fart now. Mm -hmm. so, no. um, so yeah, Alex from Saber Solutions. Uh, we'll probably talk about some armor tonight and probably some soft goods because he does a little bit of everything, and then uh, maybe some some grip for your M-Locks, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, so with that, uh, Alex, do you want to go ahead and, and kind of talk about maybe who you are and what your business is about? Yeah, so I'm Alex. I run Saber Solutions. Um, you know, we pretty much focus on armor, some soft goods, uh, and some weapon enhancements and stuff like that. Um, pretty much like my background is industrial design and a little bit of mechanical engineering, you know, uh, schooling. I guess I didn't really finish that, but <laughs> um, it's come in handy. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty much we are like the well, I it's so it's just me actually. It's just like the I'm the largest distributor of Hesco armor on the West Coast, um, possibly in their whole distributorship from what I can gather too. So yeah, very cool. And you're you're a little bit unique in your armor sales because Hesco is not the only armor you sell, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, so I'm also a distributor for Tenkate, which is a pretty big name in the armor world, but possibly not in you know like the I guess tactical community, just because they haven't done the marketing to get as big as Hesco. Um, I've also distributed for LTC, but then. Um, not recently i've uh not really been doing much ltc stuff uh and recently um i've started to distribute for a really cool company called verco advanced materials um it's flexible armor uh it's i'm i'm sure you've seen the safe life stuff right i have uh, safe yep. light defense yeah or whatever but yeah this is like definitely way above that <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I have samples I'll show you later. I have a I have some armor here that I brought along. So oh cool. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. And uh, for the soft goods, uh, for people that mm -hmm. don't know, I know the I know the one that uh, oddly has been the most successful as far as mm -hmm. stuff that I've covered is your tubes uh, conversion for yeah. the uh, the cry stuff, which. Every time I go back through and cycle videos and I see how many views I got, I'm always confused because <laughs> I'm still not sold on tubes, but people seem to love them. Yeah, people are like really into tubes. And then, you know, I, I prefer, I, you know, I'm a big fan of tubes. I just like the repeatability it gives and the uh, quick on and off. Um, but yeah, like, I'm. It is definitely one of the most popular soft good products, if not the most popular soft good product. But uh, yeah, it seems very more popular with um, maybe possibly the civilian side. I think from what I've been seeing. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna turn on the volume. But um, and actually, a few government, you know, users here and there. But uh, you know, it's hard to gauge that from the sales. Yep. I don't know if maybe that has to do with a little bit of um, I don't know, people maybe hesitant to mod issued stuff, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, the one thing about that is that um, if you aren't comfortable modding like the Cumberland that comes with your JPC, 
uh, if you can get an ABS one, it's pretty similar. Uh, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And it's it it is a a capability for sure. Like it's it's a six in one hand, half dozen the other. The repeatability, like you mentioned, is really nice. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it's always going to be the exact same size on you. Mm -hmm. uh, it yeah. does cut potentially cut down on some wear and tear on the vest. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, it's quick mm -hmm. and quiet. Um, mm -hmm. And really, the only downside I found there's there's two. Uh, as one, you don't because it's the repeatability, you don't get that on the fly adjustment, mm -hmm. and then um, it can make uh, internal radios a little bit goofy. But other than that, mm -hmm. not not many downsides on tubes. Yeah, um, the only thing I have found about tubes is that uh, it, if you don't have the the male buckle in, sometimes it can break very easily actually uh because there's no none of that internal support right so yeah oh okay like the female being crushed yeah in a, yeah in a kit bag or something okay mm -hmm. makes mm -hmm. sense yep. so because because people requested a armor episode mm -hmm. um what what have you seen uh in trends in armor sales is there a far and away like lead seller for you like a price range that seems to be the way to go mm -hmm. a certain plate cut of armor yeah so you know the most popular models right now off the top of my head are 38 tens of course those are you know i guess when you think of hesco everyone thinks of the 38 tens <laughs> um there's 4400 multi curves which are very popular you know they're kind of on the heavier side and the pricing, but the pricing is more like an entry pricing, you know, especially for a multi-curve plate. Um, that is like the second most popular plate. And then that's followed by the L210s, um, which are, you know, a great entry plate too, you know. It's, yeah. The L210s, I'll say, having tried them out, uh, mm -hmm. they check all the boxes except for multi-curve. And if you, yeah. can, if you have a body that will let you wear uh, single curve plates comfortably. That's a pretty solid first step. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, like the, so the most popular cuts are probably like 10 by 12 shooter cut, followed by medium sappy and then large sappy. And then once in a while you get like a small sappy or an extra, or the one of those eight by 10 shooter cuts in there. Yeah. <laughs> so those plates. You know, yeah, like yeah, they're small. But uh, you know, if you know, if they fit your body. Like the one thing I thought when I pick up those plates, I'm like, man, I am jealous of whoever could get wear this and get away with like the coverage because the weight is like so <laughs> so small. But, but um yeah, but there's a downside to like the smaller plates, you know, less hits. Um, mm -hmm. just because the surface area is less on the strike face mm -hmm. so uh, because you mentioned the eight by ten shooter cuts mm -hmm. uh i just want to throw this out early on in the podcast in case anybody actually listens to this the hesco sizing because i get this question almost every day hesco has a small and a large swimmer cut which is the eight by ten and the the ten by twelve that is not cry swimmer cut sizing mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So just the the large is the way to go if you're getting the Hesco swimmers, and that fits medium swimmer cut vests. Mm -hmm. In yeah. my experience. 
Mm -hmm. So, like, as you mentioned, yeah, those shooter cut, the shooter cut 8x10 and the 10x12, those are more for, like, in my, like, just uh, observance, it's that it's just more for, like, LE departments, just so that they can have two sizes that are, like, you know, you don't have to measure everyone. And uh, you are correct, you know, the smaller size is, like, I don't know what <laughs> what that fits in. Um, I know B's combat systems has, like, an 8x10 carrier, yep. which I recommend. But uh, aside from that, I don't really know who else has got one. Um, but, yeah, the M210s come in, like, the true SOCOM sizing now. The Okay. Yeah, those are that's true swimmer cut in small and in large. So those correspond with the cry sizing of the oh, SOCOM okay. standards. Yeah. So, so that, mm -hmm. just to clarify, that was the, the M210 swimmer cut mm -hmm. option yep. is yep. will will match up for yeah. vest sizing. Okay. Yep. Um, the only thing though is, you know, it's depending on like, it, there's also like this whole thing about like the fitment of the armor in the carrier. You know, if your plates are too thin, sometimes you, you might move around a little bit, but you know, just to have that dimension be similar is going to definitely make it fit better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that is that is true. If you get too thin, you can mm -hmm. almost step a size down, which I found out with the P two tens. I had I had mediums, and those fit in uh, small sappies, like they were meant mm -hmm. to. It was it was very strange. It took me a while to figure out what I had yeah. done. Yeah. What are you running those in now? Uh, so the the P two tens work well uh, for when I put stuff on the table because they're not mm -hmm. like they have no weight at all yeah they're they're mm -hmm. like anti-gravity actually <laughs> yeah um but they fill it out and they so they, they help the stuff stand mm -hmm. up so that's primarily that's what i use them for yeah which uh for again for anybody listening along if you haven't messed with the p210s uh there's a, a solid chance you don't actually need i use need loosely because i don't care what you actually need mm -hmm. like buy whatever you want but yeah Pistol, pistol armor. If like if you're shooting steel and stuff, and you want to take that extra measure of safety from ricochet, like the P two tens are pretty legit. Yeah, yeah. That I don't have them up on my site, just basically because I just haven't had the time to put them up. But um, yeah, I think they are fantastic plates. You'll probably see them up at some point. Um, you know, like on my site, it's. I kind of try to push people towards like getting the multi-curve plates just because that's like a, a more long-term like you know solution right it, yep mm -hmm. like i i didn't really have the lt10s on the site for a very long time like i think some i just kept getting a lot of requests for lt10s and i was like okay i'll put them up on the site you know um and then yeah just they are like they were one of the most popular plates like you know to be sold and more recently though i'm kind of like tapering back on them just because uh it's the manufacturing lead time on those are very high and just the way with how i do business of having like the plates made to order it's just like it's, i just don't i mean it just takes too long in my opinion right yeah i think there's there's kind of a a sentiment in the community right now that people don't they don't like lead times yeah um, you know oh go ahead oh it's just it's like i mean you say it right on your site like hey there's a lead mm -hmm. time i don't i don't control yeah. the lead time it's it could be up yeah. to this long yeah you know there's a thing about lead times and stuff and having the armor made to order like 
like you know i was a consumer before too you know i or, you know i bought armor before and there were times when i would get plates that were like you know like months old and i'd be like oh this isn't you know this, there's a warranty on them like a five-year warranty i just didn't like my rationale for why i have the armor made to order is that it reduces the time in transit like you know how many times you have to ship it back and forth like mm -hmm. reducing like any like potential damage that could happen during transit less hands touch it you know like less handling and you know pretty much like when you get the plate it's like it's only been like a week through the warranty which you know i've had situations where people couldn't like you know get plates replaced because you know that it, it had been like a month or two over the the warranty date you know right so i just i just want to make sure that people get like what they you know the highest quality of care and goods so that's been my thought on that um makes sense I did, to me i did see a video uh i think t-rex arms made a video and he was talking about how uh he doesn't have a wait lead time so i was like oh, you know, i mean different ways <laughs> of yeah, going I mean, about it i mean if you want to if you want to sacrifice some warranty and have it right now like that's on you i guess yeah so yeah it's yeah like you like from what i gather like uh there are like actually a lot of people who want their plates made to order just based off of like what i've spoken to like the people i've spoken to so you know it's good that there's like a mixture of being able to get your plates made to order or you know buying what you can when you can right mm -hmm. yeah and i think more options is always a good thing as yeah. long as like as long as the more options doesn't make it so that nobody can afford to actually make new stuff. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like when, like, um, when, when I like got into like this armor, you know, armor and like the tactical gear stuff, like, uh, I just thought it was going to be like, Oh, you know, like the, the tactical community as you know it, you know, but the armor sales are like really all across like sure like a lot of it is like tactical and just the tactical people like you know the community but you've also got like a lot of my clients or customers are doctors okay is, <laughs> yes lawyers you know it's you got you got a lot of people who really you know don't really know much so you know i take the time to like explain it to them and stuff but uh yeah, it's it's very interesting to see who the customers are and stuff. Yeah, that is that, that's good. Like I, that's good, right? More more coverage on this whole realm is what everybody mm -hmm. needs, right? Like the yeah, the more this stuff spreads on every possible side, whether it be the kit side or the firearm side or the armor yep. side or night vision or lasers, like is, the more people that know about all that, the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like it just. You know, once you like get into one thing, you're definitely gonna find out about the rest, and <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure, it's a bigger hobby. Exactly. Yeah, which is healthier for the entire community. So exactly, mm -hmm. makes it normalizes things and gets more money out there and mm -hmm. better product development. Exactly. Um, we got our first question in, and I think this is a, a sweet time to ask this: Is what okay. are the coolest plates you've ever gotten your hands on? The coolest plates, you know, um, I think 
I had these SOCOM less than overt plates on my site. Uh, okay. Yeah, those are, I never really thought I'd ever get to like have a quantity of those in my possessions just because it was a contract plate and, or like it's a contract plate, but it's also like um, restricted to like law enforcement military. And those are made by LTC. Uh, those are pretty cool. Um, I guess this is kind of like a cool plate for me. This is like my personal plate. Okay. It's an LTC plate. Uh, 28720. It's an in conjunction with plate, but it's very thin, as you can see. Uh, stops up to like API BZ and lower velocity 308, but it needs to be in conjunction with. And I guess they're like around four pounds, a little less than four pounds. Okay. Uh, at first medium. So yeah, that's what I, I think that's pretty much the coolest plate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so the, f oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that question was for you because you handle way, 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 way more armor than mm -hmm. I do. Oh yeah, go. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think I've ever actually had a, a uniquely cool uh, plate. So all of my experience is either Hesco stuff through you mm -hmm. or uh, Sappy and Esappy. And then we had a couple mm -hmm. old plates kicking around from like early GWAT where Esappies were not <laughs> being issued as well as they should have been. And some yeah. plates may have been bought off the shelf. Uh, mm. So I've messed around with some, some point blank, uh, I think almost square. Wow. Uh, which is odd to me. And then I had uh, my old career field, uh, survival armor made mm. the uh, the armor for air crew, and I never mm. really figured out what that stuff was. But good God, was it heavy! Uh, yeah, the front was like sappy cut, the back was rectangle, no, no. and <laughs> it almost felt like steel. It was so heavy. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I just have you. I don't know if in like EOD and stuff, but do they like get the spear stuff or is that like? So we did not. Um, yeah. All of our armor, uh, I don't even know. We just got run of the mill Air Force armor in my mm -hmm. experience. Um, mm -hmm. There might've been some units that went out of their way to get armor, but basically the way we got it was we would get issued our box cut carrier from KDH mm -hmm with mm. the soft armor and then we'd just walk down to supply and sign out basically an IOTV and pull the plates out of it and put them in our vest. Oh, okay. So, okay. so the, the majority of it was just uh, the standard green e-sappies. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I mean, they're pretty good plates. I mean, like, uh, I don't know if people think like e-sappies are kind of just like whatever, but they are fantastic plates, you know, like, like just because they're you know you see them on the secondary market a lot but they are good plates yeah, yeah. and so like that's my baseline I don't, I don't know how much they weigh i just know that if mm -hmm. i pick up something else it either weighs more or it feels like it weighs <laughs> more or it feels like it weighs less mm -hmm. and yeah. i just kind of gauge it off of that so yeah you know like they're expensive plates like these sappies they're not like you know cheap at all and they're pretty good at stopping and like one of them you know like a lot of potent rounds so yeah. You uh you brought up a term that I want to hit on, um, mm. again in the the goal of uh, education, right? Um, uh -huh. So you mentioned that that the plates that you showed off were in conjunction with plates. 
Yes. Do you want to kind of explain the two routes you can take there that in conjunction mm -hmm. with standalone? Yeah. So with standalone plates, that means that you don't need any soft armor backing. Uh, you know, the plates themselves will stop the threats that they're rated for. Uh, in conjunction with, you need to use it in conjunction with whatever armor that the manufacturer recommends or pairs it with or um and yeah like for example this plate is, that i showed you was level two minimum soft armor or level three a um and you know like most of the time it's going to be level three a in conjunction with like soft armor um but yeah some you know some manufacturers don't really have a recommendation of what soft armor you should use with their uh plates but on the other hand, like some of the law enforcement brands, such as Safari Land and stuff, they really push for their own soft armor to be used in conjunction with their hard armor plates. And that's not not saying that it's like the case, but you know, perhaps it's them to get like the department to purchase the whole package, you know, as well as Safari Land armor. And of course, a lot of departments will probably go that way just because of the liability and stuff. And yeah just from what I've observed in the armor space. Yeah, I was just going to say that's whether it's needed or not having Safari Land backer with Safari Land mm -hmm. rifle plate or any other brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, if something fails, you know, it was company X that failed and not yeah. this who who done it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you I don't know uh, your thoughts on ESAPIs being mm -hmm in conjunction with versus standalone. I know oh, there's, they, there's some different they, uh, schools of thoughts and I don't know who is, I, I know the, the correct answer, but I don't know the real answer there. You know, I've always been under the impression that they are in conjunction with, and I do have a, I'm scrolling through my spec sheet right now for LTC and they're in spec ESAPI, which is true to spec as what the military outlines is an in conjunction configuration okay that so, was yes. my understanding mm -hmm. so yeah i see uh, it a lot like people talking about like oh um you don't need you don't need the ar uh, soft armor and i'm like oh <laughs> yeah it they do something without soft armor but the yeah. military doesn't make any claims about what that is so mm -hmm. Get some backers for your ESAPIs, and then yeah. maybe people stop freaking out about plate carriers. Like, yeah. Just... You know, like a lot of these plates, though, they don't really say in conjunction with anymore. You know, it's it's kind of just like a bare plate with a serial number and all that stuff and the manufacturer in the back, but it really doesn't. I I think the only time I've seen in conjunction with was like on black sappies or something. But some of the ESAPIs I've handled, I, I, they don't say anything. They they don't. And yeah. and in my experience, the only the only hint that they are mm -hmm. in conjunction with is the only source document that that most people are going to have is the manual for the IOTV, mm -hmm. which says you will wear all of the things, and then people don't like the idea of wearing all of the things. Yeah. But the the key thing there is the soft armor behind the plate. Like mm -hmm. you you can ditch the shoulder armor, the mm -hmm. side armor, the groin armor, the ab armor. Like, but you need mm -hmm. something behind that usappy. Yeah, correct. And uh, you know, like speaking of labels that don't say anything, this just has a barcode and a label on the label, and uh, 
the part number and when it was made. So, you know, if you pick this up, you really wouldn't know if you needed to use it in conjunction with. Um, and that brings like a good point, actually, like NIJ armor will say like in conjunction with, you know, they have these all these standards on what a label should be set posted on an NIJ certified plate, which gives all the information. So uh, I guess that's like another good thing about the certification process. Yeah. yeah. So, and man, there's so many, so many questions that we can, we can kind of dive into here. So mm -hmm. NIJ certified is not the same as NIJ standard tested. Yeah, a it's lot not. Of, a lot of people are pulling that, that kind of fast one on customers. Yep. It's, it is uh, unfortunate, but, you know, like the NIJ certified versus NIJ compliant or anti tested to nij standards it's just a workaround to say like you know it, it's like it'll meet the standard to a degree but there's been no like repeatable testing done to it i'm sure you know it's maybe like the only like yeah it's, it's just i don't <laughs> you know it's it's if you don't know what you're looking at then you know you could be easily fooled right it's, yep and people need to be educated on like NIJ certified versus NIJ tested NIJ standards and stuff. And that's not to say that there are no good plates that are not <laughs> NIJ certified. Yep. You just got to know what you're buying, right? Like a reputable company making a special threat plate because NIJ mm -hmm. still hasn't published the new standard. That's different than buying Chinese battle steel that yeah. is NIJ tested one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's correct. Like, um, yeah, it's, you know, and even those NIG tested the NIG standards, you don't know how far into the standards they tested. Did they drop test those plates as well? Did they do the tempering with the heat and the, uh, you know, everything and dropping it twice? And it's, it's, it's just leaves a lot of var unknown variables. Um, exactly. And then I do agree, though, if like it's a reputable manufacturer, a special threat plate, I wouldn't hesitate to get them. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a, a pretty common mindset. Like there's people, mm -hmm. companies understand that NIJ needs to catch up. NIJ understands yeah. they need to catch up. So it doesn't make it a bad plate. You just got to know a little bit more about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've got some questions popping up here uh, and I don't want to lose track of any of these or make people think like we don't care. So um, yeah. the first one here, would the civilian equivalent to those LTC less than overts be the HESCO 48 LV or 4800 LV? Um, actually, it would be more like the U210s. I feel like those uh, LTC less than overts, like there's like a family of plates that are like similar, the U210, uh, the Velocity Systems, APIBZ, which is also like the Tenkati 6450SA. And then those LTC less than overts are kind of in the same like uh, category. So the U210s are pretty close to that. All right. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Defender armor? Um, you know, I've looked into Defender like once or twice. They're actually pretty close to me. Like I think they're a couple hours north. Maybe I should take them a visit, but uh, they're like, a civilian offshoot of like a bigger like company uh that's mainly like aimed towards military and you know uh, military and law enforcement uh some of their plates i don't think they're certified some of them are maybe like 
like so their parent company has like really cool plates and their defender spinoff is like the civilian line okay and then i i think in that there's some overlap between the military side and the military side of the business and the civilian so those end up being like both being certified but there are plates on defenders line that aren't certified because they don't you know they don't need to get it certified because it's not their military and law enforcement like directed line okay uh, I, I mean it seems i think if, if they if they're like parent company you can get such big contracts like the, i think their parent company has a uh, gotten the latest esapi contract okay. like is one of those companies i don't really see an issue the only thing is i don't know i really haven't really seen much about their defender lines so i can't really draw conclusions but if the quality is the same as their other line then yeah, I think so. I'm not. I'm not nearly as educated on armor as I should be, but I think Defender is also one of those companies making um, some of the unique uh, cut rifle armor. So like your like your Dangler cut rifle armor. I think Defender is one of the main companies doing that. That's right. I saw that, and to put into like the Spiritus uh, sacks and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, another one we got here is reband rebranding of plates. Uh, I, I agree. I've seen it a bunch and it gets really confusing. Uh, but the main question is, does this allow them to acquire them cheaper? Uh, is it something just to do with the actual branding itself? Do you, do you know why that happens? Yeah. Um, you know, they do that just for their own, their brand recognition, you know, it's it's just mostly like a marketing thing in my experience from what I've seen like price wise if anything it does cost them a little more to have their you know logo printed on the front of the plate and you know a different logo on the back like actually right before I hopped on this podcast I saw a recommended video on YouTube it was for um, Aglite okay and they have they have their new new armor okay and then it was like it was like testing an Aglite plate against or it was like it was like idea special forces testing ag like plates and then you know they take it through this whole like gauntlet of tests and then you know like me not being an armor i can spot a hesco plate you know and it's a hesco armor plate and i'm like okay well <laughs> and then okay. i roll and scroll in the comments and everyone's like everyone's like this is the best ag like ag like you really pushing the technology forward you know like <laughs> but well you know it's a hesco plate and it's it does a raise brand awareness and brand marketability. Okay, yeah, I would imagine there's something there for for companies to be able to sell their plate carrier with their plates. Yeah, their their plates. Yeah, yeah. Um, ag Aglite. Oh, it's funny. It's yeah. funny that Aglite was the one because someday I'm going to get an Aglite plate carrier to review. Yeah, and, and absolutely hate it, but I catch so much oh, flack for that. You know. That's like also one of those things that have gone really big in the industry. Like I like play cares is really good marketing or something, but just from my background, it is like a industrial design, you know, I just look at it and I'm like, oh, it's, it's... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, man, I made some comment on Reddit one day cause they were on sale somewhere. They were mm -hmm. like black Friday. They were like 30% off or something. Mm -hmm. It's like, there is nothing special about that plate carrier. And like, just looking at it, I can tell that I'm personally not going to like it, mm -hmm. but there's like some serious functional downsides to it. 
And people are like, no, it's the most comfortable plate carrier I've ever worn. Well, mm -hmm. great. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. doesn't work very well. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's just like, if you've been around gear for such a long time, like especially you, and I've been around gear for like a very long time too. Like you, you kind of get an eye for things, you know? But like yeah. people who have just gotten into the tactical uh, industry and stuff or like tactical like um, scene, it's, if it looks cool and their favorite like person has, you know, yeah. rocking it, then yeah. Yeah, that's some people. Some people just don't believe you can you can look at some of that stuff and know that it's just not going to work the way that they want it to. And yeah. there are, there are things that you use a plate carrier one time and it's pretty apparent. So mm -hmm. should we keep um, going now? Yep, uh, polyethylene plates uh, versus ceramic. Oh. Would you do it? I don't know enough to comment. So you know, I would probably I. Would you either ever run? You know, that's very dependent on your like area. Um, it, the polyethylene plates are so like attractive of how light they are. Um, like the thirty eight hundreds are like insanely light. It just feels like you know you mentioned the P two tens feel like toys. These these are just thicker, bigger toys. But yeah, they just feel okay. like incredibly light. Um, if I knew that like the chance of running into a steel penetrator around like is low then i probably would run those like maybe in like if i had to like move great distances you know and if you had to wear armor like that'd probably be like what i would say because that's the downside to polyethylene is they they can't stop penetrators right they'll take They'll handle hot five five six, but they won't handle mm -hmm. penetrators, right? Yeah, steel penetrators, like uh anything harder than like mild steel core, you're gonna like uh you're gonna see some penetration on that. But um you know, but if you're like in the backwoods and then your like main concern is like FUD hunters with like large you know, with three oh eight or something, you know, like that would probably be like a great plate to run. As long okay. as, but everyone has an AR nowadays, you know, it's right. Like, yeah. Um, another, another time I run them is, uh, possibly like maritime, you know, like water, it's the, all those polyethylene plates are positively buoyant. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a yeah. good win in that environment. Yeah. So yeah. That's, mm -hmm. Is there anything uh that kind of bridges the gap there is there like a i i, I don't know if this is even feasible like mm -hmm. a half half ceramic half polyethylene is that a thing it is um you know the 3810s are you know a lot of these ceramic plates are actually a mixture of a ceramic strike face with a polyethylene backing okay um so yeah so the 3810s are like you know it's a ceramic strike face with a polyethylene backing so and then those are like the higher end options when you start going into like entry level that polyethylene backing is usually replaced with like uh was it like fiberglass e-glass stuff like that um, okay which increases the weight right it keeps the cost down yeah okay um John C says if ESAPIs were meant to be standalone, the DOD absolutely would have cut out soft armor. <laughs> yeah. I I agree. That's probably a good indication there is everything still comes with soft armor and they wouldn't mm -hmm. pay to protect you twice. So um what 
What's going to be confusing, though, is the, the newest generation ESAPIs, which I don't know if they're still called ESAPIs, actually mm -hmm. are labeled standalone. Um, yep, those are standalone, the Gen 2. And I yeah. don't know. I don't know how those look different. I don't know if it's easy to tell which one you have, but that is something mm -hmm. to be aware of. Yeah, I think they're the on revision G right now for the sappy plates. But yeah. Okay. Are you are you allowed to say what Defender's parent company is? I've never looked into it, so I don't know. Um, I don't know how to say it, but I'll just uh, type it into the chat. Okay. <laughs> is it just goofy to pronounce? Is that the problem? Yeah, I, yeah. It's just uh, I don't really know how to. Okay. Yeah. See. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, and then Tyler's asking here, uh, is there a, a trend you see uh, as new armor comes out, like the higher end armor for stopping, I don't know, stuff like you know, 855A1 and just the, the super hot, like the just melt armor rounds that are out there right now? Mm, let's see. Yeah, I think there will. You know, it's it's like the whole thing with the next generation squad weapon, right? They're trying to like, you know, defeat armor and overmatch and all that stuff. You know, it's I think it's just gonna be a constant back and forth. And at some point, you know, there's gonna be like, I, I personally think it's I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to think in the future, but you know, I'm sure they'll keep trying to go back and forth on that, right? Right. Yeah. I mean. If we get if we get weapons that are that are hot enough, we might go back to all right. Maybe we just need frag protection because we're not going to stop that thing anyways. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I don't know. That's that's probably extreme, but that could happen. Yeah. So that's yeah. I mean, it's it's really hard to like. Oh shit! There's also that okay. that warehouse somewhere out there full of X sappies, which, if you've never looked into X sappies, are not yeah. ideal. Not ideal by any stretch. Yeah, I I see them pop up once in a while for sale, and I'm like, oh well, <laughs> where'd you get those? But I think, yeah, I, I think the last number I heard is like 15 pounds per plate, but they're just, I think they've got like a titanium core or something like that, just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if they like demilled those at a certain point. I'm sure they do, just like with everything else, right? It's that's probably how it came out. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the velocity ULV plates? And the only those thing I know like about those the, is they're not sappy cut, but uh, there's there's like the this the titanium ones and stuff. Uh, I really haven't handled them that much. I don't really know what to what to think of those. Okay. Um, the cut's interesting you know they they do actually use that cut across like ceramic plates too which is like which is cool in my opinion um i've only seen them like a couple times but yeah it's uh the ULV, it's a, i think it's it's almost it's almost more of a rectangular shape right like a like a mm -hmm. rounded rec rectangle yeah, it's just like there's more there's more relief in the top corners for one side for one of the plates. They're not a symmetrical design like a, you know what you okay. see now. Um, there's two different plates with two different cuts. Uh, I think it's kind of just like 
as the name mentions, the UOV Ultra Low Viz, you know, you mm -hmm. something low viz, but you also want to handle it, you'll handle like, you know, certain threats like AK threats, which will be stopped. Yeah. It's kind of like a niche product. Yeah, I see them pop up every once in a while, but definitely not enough to consider them common. So, yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's probably the same 12 being sold over and over again. So, <laughs> it probably is. Um, what about boron, boron carbide being used in armor? That is way out of my wheelhouse. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the higher end level four stuff will use boron carbide. Um, 4800s from HESCO, those are boron carbide. Uh, ESAPI, those are boron carbide. Okay. Um, yeah, it's actually pretty prevalent in the, you know, in the higher end of the armor world. Uh, and then the, what is it? API BZs from Velocity Systems or the 6450s from, uh, what is it? Uh, Tenkade, those are also uh, boron carbide. Yeah, and stuff like that. It's, it's fairly common in the higher end stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry's asking about uh, the LA Police Gear Level 4s. Uh, I know I have my opinion on it. Uh, don't buy Chinese mm -hmm. PPE. Yeah. But do you want to expand on that a little bit? You know, it's... I would say, like, you know, if that's what you can afford, then... You know, like if that's truly what you can afford, then I say go for it, right? It's, if it's, you know, but if you can possibly buy something domestic, uh, you know, that is backed by all of the, you know, the company and stuff and the, a reputation, then I think it'd be, it'd be a lot better. And I also think the LAPG stuff, like, um, they're not like really cut to spec of like sappy and stuff like that like sappy cut and you know they're kind of close it's like an odd like dimensional thing but it could you know see issues on you know shipment carriers is that one of those plates where they kind of um they kind of cook the books a little bit by having a smaller strike face in a larger package you know i heard the earlier plates were like that uh, I think I've, they've revised that somehow or like, you know, okay. like changed it up. Um, that's actually been like a thing with like a domestic producer as well, an armor company, domestic armor company as well. But yeah, it's, I don't, I don't think they do that nowadays, but it might've been a thing okay. earlier on. Yeah. Okay. And, and for anybody that, that doesn't know what that idea is, that's basically you've got your your true protection in the center but then they kind of stop further from the edge than than a legitimate armor company would uh, so you have mm -hmm. just more dead space to make a, a full-size plate with a, a smaller actual area of protection yeah and then, you know when we talk about plates there's also like even if your ceramic does go edge to edge you do have like a an inch ish of like where your protection is kind of like not completely like what it is like, you know, like in the center of the plate, just because you have right. that edge weakness. Yeah. And, you know, just to reduce that even further is like, yeah, yeah. not, not <laughs> yeah. a deal. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry, to follow up on your concern uh, or your question, why not Chinese PPE? 
Um, one, uh, China, China, not Chinese people, right? I have nothing against <laughs> Chinese people. China is not your friend. Um, there's domestic options that are very close in price. Support mm -hmm. American companies. Uh, support companies that you can actually send a letter to if you need to and be like, hey, your stuff doesn't work. Or what's going on with this? Can I get some warranty support? Don't, don't, yeah. don't trust that that factory in China uh, that's that's cooking your ceramic plates. And and I recently saw this. I don't know if it's been verified or it was legit, but I saw that they are like no, they're decertifying plates from like China and stuff. But NIJ, those are they're no longer going to be certifying those and decertifying them. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah, which is uh, interesting. Oh, the material. Uh, no, I mean, I don't really think they'd be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know personally. I can't really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got, what are your opinions on RMA here? You know, I think RMA is a good option if it's like, if, in your, it's if, if it's your like budget, right? And, um, I think some of the armory plates are on the thicker side, which can be a problem with like certain carriers, right? Um, uh, but you know, if, if it fits your like budget and your needs and stuff, I think that's a good option. Yeah. And then, you know, the guys in army are, well, at least the one person I talked to, he seems like a good guy and you know, yeah. knows what he's talking about. It seems uh, not being super hip on all the different models that everybody makes. It seems like certain companies focus on certain criteria within their kind of budget. So like Hesco, you tend to get a, a thinner plate in my experience. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. your RMA is going to be a thicker plate um, mm -hmm. that may or may not weigh as much. It's, it's kind of goofy. You got you to gotta look at what's important to you, whether it be cost, thickness, mm -hmm. weight, and then multi-curve versus single curve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like to think of like Hesco as like, the main reason why I like Hesco so much is that they kind of push the, push the, like the, the boundaries of like what you do. Like it's not really like, it's not like unsafe, but it's, you know, it's like they really push the technology forward and try to get like the best performing, you know, plate they can. Um, yeah. Have you messed with any of the Russian armor? You know, I have not. I I sometimes like when I'm on YouTube, I get like uh, a recommendation of someone shooting like a Russian helmet or like Russian gear and stuff like that. Um, I haven't played with any of that, but it interests me, but not enough to the point where I can where I want to go get Russian yeah. stuff. I I also have not had hands on. I've looked at it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. just friends, friends that LARP as Russians and whatnot. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's interesting, I think, cause I think mm -hmm. they use like a two piece chest plate, uh, mm. if I'm remembering right. And, mm -hmm. and I think they play around with titanium a little bit more than we do. Um, yeah. I don't know. Whenever I think of Russia, like I just think of heavy and bulky and yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, yeah. but that's just kind of their, their thing. It seems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so your, your soft goods, uh, mm. until, until we get some more armor questions, which I hope yeah. we do. Um, 
did you, what what came first the armor or the soft goods or how'd that work out for you you know it kind of came with the soft goods first and then i built that relationship with hesco to for the you know like down the road it was like my plan down the road you know like okay. carriers and stuff and not even just carriers for like normal sappy cut plates but even just like proprietary cuts and stuff you know something that would an evolution down the road um okay. so the soft armor came or soft goods came first and then the the armor came after shortly after but yeah and the armor's really like kind of taken <laughs> over everything it just takes up a lot of time yeah so yeah um we got a guy asking uh what's the deal with hesco's recalled plates yeah so you know, it's, I've had this discussion with other like people in the industry, like, you know, other armor companies and stuff. And, you know, it's like their specs on the plates are really like good, but at the same time, it's like kind of sometimes on the ragged edge, you know, like not the ragged, you know, it's like, it's like theoretically it, it can handle it, right? Mm -hmm. But then other armor companies sometimes add more layers of, you know, like polyethylene just to, you know, like to be on the safer side, I guess. But then you end up with the heavier and the thicker plates. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's a combination of things. It could be design and material, you know, it could be a, a lot of different things like, um, Let's see. Let's let's go with uh, 4600, Yeah, I think the thirty six tens. You know, they're they they always they they're Hesco is erring on the safer side just because with like the six hundred series, you don't get that extra like you need that. What would I say like extra buffer of protection just because of the materials being used like the strike face and stuff, and you know you're seeing revisions like the three six one two. 3612 doesn't come out yet which is like thicker and heavier um and the 4600s have been replaced by the 4601s which are also thicker and heavier so yeah the way it was explained to me uh recently or not not directly to me but i read it somewhere um and this is all in the um the goal of being upfront and honest right uh, mm -hmm. is that hesco pushes the boundaries of getting the best plate in the smallest package, but sometimes they push it a little bit too far so that when it's built the way it should be, everything's fine. Uh, but if you get mm -hmm. just enough of a manufacturing variance in there, it kicks it over. So the plate's just a little bit too thin and that's mm -hmm. where some of that comes from. Yeah. Like, you know how they, when the NIJ comes to test the plates, like, or, you know, to, do their uh, full-on testing. Uh, they they come and they see them put on the plate, like manufacture the plate. Um, they come and they write down like uh, how many layers have been like polyethylene they've put down, and you know things like that. And then they sh they uh, close it up. And they send it out to the labs. So you know, yeah, it's it's. I think for the six hundred series, they're definitely putting more of a buffer in there yeah okay mm -hmm. 
are there you, you mentioned safe light before so I'm gonna, oh yeah okay. i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make you talk about safe light yeah um you know i think it's like with a lot of companies in the industry like they have really good marketing you okay. know yeah <laughs> it's a good way it's, to it. yeah you know like it's it's like like safer solutions really doesn't have any marketing <laughs> you know it's just been mostly like word of mouth and you know it's been like if you need it we'll get it for you and that's pretty much been like it and then you can you know you can rely on us but I think the marketing has really taken like these companies and, you know, people watch a lot of YouTube, right? The industry tactical, you know, scene has a lot of YouTube and you never know who the people like are, you know, like, or what kind of like monetary like backing they have from those things. But, you know, just, I, yeah, I think it's just been from great marketing and, you know, it's, it's, it's not really like high end, like cutting bleeding edge stuff, but you know, it's, is what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, Eric Chan asked, how sensitive are ceramic plates to being dropped? Is it over-exaggerated? I'll give you mm-hmm. my layman's approach to this, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody complains that Anvis 9s are fragile. Yeah. Anvis 9s are not fragile, uh, but they're not, uh, they're not made to be beat up and treated like garbage. And I think ceramic mm-hmm. plates are, are the same, right? Yeah. Ceramic plates are not inherently fragile, mm-hmm. but you probably shouldn't take your vest off in the turret of a Humvee and then toss it over the side when you get out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, I think it really is over-exaggerated. Like, uh, like all the energy certified plates right now, they're tested twice with a drop and that's, and that's like with the tempering of like heat and stuff and all that, like, and you know, to survive those drops, like nowadays manufacturers have like foam in the front covering the strike face and there's there's foam around the edges of the ceramic plate as well. So it's kind of like the, the only thing I'd probably be concerned about is those you mentioned, just belly flopping onto like, you know, plates and flying, kicking into your like buddy's vest and stuff, you know, like, yeah, don't drop kick your buddy in his armor. Yeah, That's exactly. Smart. Yeah, so it's it is over saturated to a degree. But you know, again, don't don't treat him like yeah. crap. Like, pretend mm-hmm. you spent your money on him if you didn't spend your money on him and take care of him. Exactly. And if you did spend your money on it, I I shouldn't have to tell you to take care of your stuff because exactly you, you put money <laughs> into it. So yeah, yeah, and you know, just you know, when I store well how you should store plates is that you should have them vertical okay just so that you don't have any weight on them and have other plates on top of that and you know just to keep it vertically is what i recommend and stuff and just to keep weight off of them too like sometimes i scroll on instagram and i see like someone else uh who's like a hesco dealer or distributor and they have like 10 plates stacked up high and i'm like oh no (laughs) what are you doing um but yeah like it's yeah just keep them vertical that's what i recommend yeah it's it's interesting you mentioned that because like it seems like every piece of kit has its own like storage requirements mm-hmm. and when you when you put it on a plate carrier like none of them agree so like software yeah. you're supposed to store it laying down flat and then 
Exactly. Hard plates, stand them up, and then people concern them, like are worried that if they put their plate carrier on like one of those coat hangers, like you're going to blow out the shoulders. If your yeah. plate carrier can't ha- handle hanging, it probably shouldn't be hanging. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, do what but, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yep. I think we're on a soft good topic, but we got off track. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> what uh, you got any? You working on any new products, new armor that you want to talk about? Uh, you mentioned the the flexible stuff. Oh yeah, um, I'll talk about like the soft goods first. Uh, right now we're working. I'm working on some gloves actually. Oh cool. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be. Mm, probably i've been working on it for a long time actually it's it's really hard to get gloves right um but i think they'll be like super super durable is all i'll say just the material choices i've made is just i think it won't i I don't know i I personally think it'll probably last a very long time okay and probably won't blow out you know or wear down yeah despite being thin Okay. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. But uh, hopefully, that's sometime soon. <laughs> cool. Um, here, I'll show you guys this vest. So this panel is from Verco Materials. Uh, and here, we can go flex. Oh, it's hard oh, to cool. see, but yeah, it's flexible. Yeah. So how they do it is let's have a demonstration here. Second is I need to cut this open for anybody that listens on later. Uh, it's a sappy cut dragon skin looking thing, yeah. Very, you know, the <laughs> dragon skin has such a bad connotation, I don't want to mention it, yeah. but yeah. I, so, how they do it is these tiles, okay, uh, cool. So these are boron carbide tiles that are, um, what happened to the feed, uh, that are wrapped in carbon fiber. And then what they do is that uh, they lay it up so that it interlocks with each other. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like a, it's flexible and it doesn't have the shortcomings of, um, you know, like dragon skin where they like the tiles were moving out of place and slipping. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is like something I'm really excited about. Um, and then the great thing is that each of these, you know, like the thing with normal armor is when you shoot it, the cracks start propagating throughout the strike face. This, this okay. you know, it stops at the tile, right? So okay. it won't affect uh, the adjacent tiles. So I've seen their documentation. It's like 18 hits of MA55A1 or something like that. Some 15 wow. to 18. Yeah. And then especially where you have overlapping coverage, like it's like it can handle a lot. Um, the, the only thing is like, it's a little bit on the thicker side in terms it's, it, it, it gives it a little bit of a thicker impression just cause it's like a flexible fabric. You know, it's, it's not like a normal plate where you can see like a defined thickness. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like this is a three plus plate. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll be, I heard they're working on a level four. I haven't, you know, I talked to them about it, but yeah, it's something cool. So that, that brings up something that I'd forgot. I wanted to talk about earlier. 
is uh, protection levels. So you referenced three mm -hmm. A for pistol, mm -hmm. and this is I I don't know if I've ever seen it explained until recently. Three A for pistols, yeah. three plus is uh, NIJ level three, and then something extra because NIJ hasn't caught up to. Yeah. modern modern life yet mm -hmm. and then you've got four which is a rifle plate as well correct y yep that's correct so you have 3a which is you know usually it's just it's for like handguns and i think it's a shock shotgun there's a shotgun thread on there too so yep yeah and then you have three which is m80 ball 762 nato m80 ball um and then you have three plus, which is an, an like a, an official designation by the NIJ. Yep. It's kind of like the industry standard. I, from what I've been taking, as it's always been something like it's a three capable, but it could also stop MA55. You know, that's okay. kind of been the de facto standard, in my opinion. But like, uh, I'll I'll come touch base on that later. But level four is thirty out six and two AP. Okay. Um, but speaking of three plus, like just because there isn't an, an official designation, you see a lot of like blurring the lines of what a three plus plate is. You know, every like a lot of people have gotten used to the fact that a three plus should be a, you know, should be able to stop eight, five, five. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but some people are taking a three plate, like a polyethylene plate, uh, completely polyethylene, marking it as a three plus just because it could stop M193. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, every, like almost every polyethylene plate out there, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to stop like a level three polyethylene plate. will be able to stop M193. Okay. So like, like why are these people adding the plus designation to that when, you know, it's kind of like an inherent thing that people have come to, you know, will, you know, get accustomed to and also creating right. confusion in the market uh, that, people are thinking that it stops m 5 right and yeah would it would a three plus be what several companies call a special threat plate or is that a totally different thing a uh, special threat is it, it can fall under special special threat uh like some some people call their three plus plates special threat but in reality when i think of special threat i think of something that just doesn't fall in the any of those categories Okay. Yeah. So like, for example, like an L210 doesn't stop M80, right? Mm -hmm. So the, like in their, in the NIJ specifications is six shots or whatever. And then that would be more like a special threat because it could stop 556 and all that, you know, it's, it's like a special category on its own. That is like not in an NIJ standard is what right. I would consider. Yeah. So I guess that whole thing boils down to if you're not getting an NIJ certified plate, Mm -hmm. at at a nij certification level just know what you're buying read yeah. read what it's supposed to stop and... yeah definitely read it because um you know i've had some people be like oh this is this a good plate it's a three plus plate i'm like you know it's it's not a real it's not like a three plus equivalent from hesco you know like that can stop mm -hmm. 855 and steel yep. core stuff so i'm like oh, you know just be aware and make sure to read everything. That's the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is hard, but <laughs> yeah. That. You know, you want to do your research on stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, John C threw out a question 
thoughts, recommendations for side plates. Um, let's, let's start off more with, um, which side plates you recommend as opposed to side plates or no side plates. Um, personally, I don't run side plates. That's just my, uh, you know, from like, I think it all depends on your use case, right? Yep. And your area, you know, that you're in, um, me personally, as like a civilian, I would think like a carrier with my, my carrier or my setup right now is like soft armor with that, with that plate I showed earlier the in conjunction with, and it's okay. more for concealment, you know, like it's, it could be concealed. Like, right. I think that comes into like more importance possibly is in the civilian side too, you know? And right. at that point I probably wouldn't run side plates just cause it's extra bulk and concealability takes a hit. Uh, things like that. But if you're like, you know, if you're expecting shit hit the fan, shit to hit the fan, yeah, then, and you're stationary, I think side plates are probably a good option. And I know, I know side plates are kind of, they, you have a lot of options for front and back rifle plates. Side plates mm -hmm. are kind of, they skip like budget levels and capability levels and you're kind of, there's a little bit of a mismatch that happens there. So is there a, a predominant side plate that you see being purchased? Yeah, I see the L110s being purchased a lot. Those are like kind of like the equivalents of, um, what is it, like the L210s? You know, they're, okay. they're, yeah, like, except in the smaller form factor in a 6x6. Six six. Um, yeah, I see those purchased the most. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, watch like primary and secondary podcasts, like uh, and with Chuck Pressburg and stuff like press check consulting, but he said he was talking about like going with side plates that have lower protection levels than your, you know, primary uh, mm -hmm. plate, just so that you could reduce weight and bulk. And, you know, L L1, L1110s or L110s are pretty, um, you know, they, they fit the bill. You know, I could stop, pretty much everything you'd run into like AK and AR 15 wise. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good option. Um, pretty much with any other, with any plate, there's usually like a match, a pair of something. So okay. um, on my site, if you go to the torso plate, usually on the bottom, I'll tell you like what plate side plate you should probably go with there. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And yeah, I, um, I've messed around with side plates a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a fan of side plates, was a fan of side plates. I don't know how much I need them anymore, but yeah. um, I, I think there's, there's a couple issues with side plates. First of all, mm -hmm. if you get, if you get issued side plates, just keep in mind that like nobody inherently supports the issued side plates. Like they're just, <laughs> they're huge. Yeah. And they may say that they're six by six, but they are not the six by six that any soft good vendor is referring to. Yeah. They yeah. they are catering more towards the MSAP side plates, mm -hmm. yep. which are tiny mm -hmm. <laughs> and and super nice. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's you know, like it, it is good to consider like everything, like oblique shots are pretty you know, especially when you're like, you know, on the gun. Mm -hmm. You know, oblique shots can be, you know, it's definitely, your obliques are definitely showing. Yep. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's something you have to consider in your mind of like movement, how much movement you're going to be doing, what these case scenarios and, you know, 
everything that you should consider before deciding on what plate you should know or system you should care get yeah absolutely and if you haven't used a side plate before when you decide that a side plate is something that you want just keep in mind that that is going to drive other decisions mm -hmm. to go along with it um for example i prefer to have radios hanging off the plate bag internal of the cummerbund mm -hmm. when you throw side plates into the mix yeah. now you have to decide what's the priority having your side plate basically continuous protection with the front mm -hmm. plate or do you want to leave your radio where it's at and have a true side plate with exactly. some protection gap there yeah it's it's all a trade-off right so yep. it is workable that it is and and please if you decide to use side plates uh, do some training with them and realize that that it is not just another thing on your kit like it is mm -hmm. they they are something that you need to tweak and and figure out exactly how yeah, your stuff and fits. adjust in the right height yeah definitely um t is asking can you mention which uh, uh icw plates you were referencing yeah it's hang on one sec it's these uh ltc 28720 uh they are in conjunction with level two or three a and my uh my my armor carries from tier tactical and okay. that was a level two soft armor so okay yeah that's what i use it with is that one of those vests with the sewn in soft armor or is that a removable thing uh that one is removable yeah okay yeah so that's my uh setup Cool. Um, and then Max, uh, talking about Hesco plates recalled, you're just going to have to go back and watch this yeah. again, man, or listen to the podcast. It's, mm -hmm. it's about a half an hour in, I think, is where we talk about it. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah. won't, we won't rehash all that again. Oh, one more time. Uh, about the plate? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's the LTC28720. Yep, this is this is my personal plate. Well, one of my personal plates. You know? It's it's like I have access to a lot of plates, right? So let's <laughs> for uh, for anybody that has made it this far and and still might be on the fence. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on steel armor? Because it's just got to get said. You know, I think steel has its place in like concealability wise. Um, but aside from that, I think it's a very like narrow use case. And even when you're talking about steel, there's like good, there's actually like decent steel armor. Yeah. But it's not from like, you know, your Facebook feed yep. <laughs> at two in the morning when you're scrolling through. You know, it's not that one. Um, it's more like like Tenkade has a plate that's a polyethylene and steel plate. So you know how like um all those steel companies have like the bed liners sprayed over it and that yep. disintegrates after like i don't know how many rounds but it falls apart like tenkari's done their homework they it's like bond is polyethylene to the steel so you know that's not going anywhere and if you were going to have steel that'd probably be the best combination in my opinion um unless you needed something like uh the ulv where it's like super low pro as yep. as yeah but yeah, yeah that, I mean, it has its place. That's I'm glad you said that because steel gets a really bad rap, and it mm -hmm. it deserves a bad rap for most instances, mm -hmm. because it, 
pe- the people that are looking at steel armor are not buying the good steel armor. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not target steel that, that mm-hmm. the cool guys are wearing. It's, mm-hmm. it's legit thought out, like reputable yeah. company armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the only thing that is like kind of disappointing is the availability of like, this really good steel armor. It's like, um, the Tenkate plate I mentioned, I think it's like now discontinued just because the manufacturer of the steel has like decided they aren't going to roll that steel anymore and like produce it anymore. Okay. So it's kind of like they're out of a material provider, right? So it's kind of like gone. Um, I don't know who Velocity gets their stuff from their steel, but, you know, I assume it's pretty good stuff. You know, it's probably it's good stuff. So, yeah. Yep. Um, T wants you to talk about Alan Bain. I have no idea who Alan Bain is. Uh, Alan Bain is, is he runs a uh, Hexar now, I believe, and he was like a part of like Dragon Skin back in the day. But I don't really know too much about Alan Bain. You know, it's uh, um, there's some folks I talked to that seem to have a good relationship with Alan. Uh, I personally have never spoken with him, but he's seems like a brilliant man if he's coming up with these things that you know all right like, yeah sometimes the failures aren't necessarily a bad idea they just didn't get executed yeah you just completely need to hashed out some more yeah um john c only used issued esap side plates yeah i'm sorry about that they they're asshole and the six by eights are even worse um mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. If you get some MSAP side plates, do that. Yeah. Those, are, those are where it's at. You know, one thing I have to note is, like, I'm surprised at the amount of 6 by 8 side plates that get ordered. Really? Yeah. Like, it. it's kind of, like, really, like, shocking to me because, you know, in my mind, it's always been, like, you know, 6 by 8s are, like, uncomfortable to dig into your upper, you know, torso and yeah. stuff, right? And I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, okay, either these are like giant people who are ordering it or they want the extra coverage. And I hope they know what they're, you know, signing up for because, you know, you need to really work those out. I've, I don't know what body type you need to wear the six by eights. Um, because like I have a fairly long torso, Mm -hmm. but I wear my, I I wear my plate carrier where it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And the six by six are, are in my armpit. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if these six by eights are like you said, actual giant human beings, yeah. or if they just have their plate carrier low enough that it's not terrible. In which case, yeah. uh, you should probably fix the main portion. Yeah, lift that up. Carrier. Yeah. It's, hmm. Yeah, but that's something I just noticed. I was like, "Well, that's the last six by eight orders." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is interesting, though. I'm curious, mm-hmm. like who's who's making it work and and how they're doing it because I don't even yeah. know. I don't know what supports six by eight plates. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, T is asking Hexar versus the flexible rifle rifle armor that you showed. Um, you know, I I do think this company that um, this uh the Virgo Armor guys, I actually do think that they are paying a royalty to hex or use like the patent because it does like kind of like um touch upon that concept but you know i 
I, I really haven't handled the Hexar stuff, uh, but personally, I would think that the overlapping uh, bor the carbide, boron carbide tiles would yield better protection, in my opinion, and greater multi-hit multi capability than the Hexar stuff. That's just my casual observance. You know, it's not really anything backed by science, but just, you know, from what I can deduce, you know, is... Um... Are those are those rated in the process of getting rated? Where where oh, are those? In there? They are rated. Uh, so they have two models. They're both NIJ rated. And, oh sweet. Uh, yep, they're both rated three, and then you know hopefully down the road they'll come out with a four or um, you know somewhere down the line. Yeah. Is there a actual rating higher than four, or is everything above that just kind of on the company? Uh, I think it's just. Uh, it's kind of I think it's just four is the, the cutoff. Like there's a lot of talk about like some stuff going higher than four, right? And but mm -hmm. there's no official designation for that in my experience. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like this uh like online armor community, like really big like armor enthusiasts, and they love to talk about the really like high end stuff and the, you know super super plates. And, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like. I personally like never really seen the a super plate in person, and yeah. I've been in like I've been like you know in the industry for you know a little bit, so I don't really, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like uh, there's no way I can like be like okay, that's a cool plate, but to verify like it's you know what they're claiming, so you know. okay, yeah. Is there a soft armor company? that you recommend it soft armor in my opinion doesn't get talked about enough um, yeah like I, know I need it but i don't really know i don't know where to go to get it you know if you can get it i really think like uh point blank okay um yeah they make a really good soft armor package uh like the ax series is uh pretty good um yeah that's the odd thing about soft armor to me is that like all the really good soft armor is kind of just like in these like huge like law enforcement like uh, companies that you know it's hard to get it unless you like have a local like Safari Land dealer or a Point Blank dealer who will order you something right. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just really think though they they're kind of on the cutting edge of soft armor just because LDA wears soft armor all the time, right? And they've got to innovate, and that's okay. where we see most of the innovation from soft armor. Okay. Yeah. Are there any um, custom cut soft armor companies that you've worked with that you recommend? I, mm. I know that comes up a little bit. Mm. Um, I've worked with a company called Slate Solutions. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know if they do individual. I don't really think they work with the individuals. Okay. Um, you might have to go through somebody like here's the thing with soft armor too it's like a lot of the soft armor brands like that you see with like certain companies all come from either like uh like a couple of soft armor guys who are really good at what they do you know um, okay and yeah they're repackaged and stuff you know okay yeah uh somebody brought up the cry lds have you messed around with that thing at all uh, oh, I have not, but it is, it's seen like the concept is cool in my opinion. Like, like when I think of gear companies, like 
really like on the top of the list is cry for me like uh, it's like they are like forward thinkers you know and to come up with something like that where like it's like the with armor is the you know the outer vest too you know it's kind of just right like, yeah it's, and then yeah i haven't played with it but i kind of want to get one to play with it but it's just a lot of it's a lot to just to you know mess yeah. around with and stuff i see one for sale yeah, like I think I've seen Facebook. the same one, and I've yeah. been I've been mulling it over just to try it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm so bad at reselling stuff; I don't want to have to try to flip that thing afterwards. Yeah, so. reselling has just been like a pain in the ass. If you don't like it, but you know, or it just doesn't work for you, like yeah. Um, we haven't talked about helmets at all. Do you mess around with helmets much? Yeah, I do mess around with helmets. Uh, you know. Uh, I think that's like just like another like point of interest I have in like the armor and like the helm like helmets are pretty interesting to me. Um, uh, Opscore I think is kind of just like leading the pack right now in terms of like not just their helmets but their whole like system in mm -hmm. general. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, an interesting one is uh, also the airframe. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of a dated helmet, and well, it's it's just dated because it's been like a while since it came out, right? Yep. But you know, like the way to design that helmet is when you put together a helmet, it's like layer. It's like it's like you you have a mold, right? And you put down the layers, and you have overlap, mm -hmm. and you know, and that's excess material, which is called dart darting. Okay. And the airframe and how they designed it, like there is no there's no darts it's it's okay. like yeah it's that's how they achieve the weight and it, and it's like pretty like it's pretty ingenious that they don't have any of that like you know no excess material overlap and stuff like that it was, i think it's pretty neat <laughs> okay yeah mm -hmm. um, yeah helmets are always one of those weird things like I don't, I don't fully comprehend how how they're judged and everything and i know there's like different tests and yeah it's i i don't i haven't really looked into that too like all i know is that if it has like a reputation to it and uh you know a testing standard that they adhere to like uh you know opscore has been tested by the government so many times right and yep. yeah it's just why you know and legacy products of course like the ach the mitch stuff yep. like that yeah yeah, since you since you bring up the ACH and and you know I fully admit that I don't understand as much about helmets as I should. A lot of people that I've seen recently want their first helmet to be like the cool guy helmet, and they completely forget that the ACH exists. Mm -hmm. So if you want that cool helmet and you're looking at buying a budget cool helmet, like mm -hmm. just swallow your pride a little bit realize mm -hmm. that that it's cheap for a reason and deal with not looking as cool in an ach like you know man like a high cut ach a high cut mitch is still pretty cool in my opinion it is like, yeah like, it is. like when yeah it's just like the quintessential like cool guy early gy type like <laughs> yeah look you know 
Yeah, you don't need you don't need that that I'm gonna call it what it is a knockoff ops core. Like, yeah. buy buy your ACH if that's what you can afford, mm-hmm. and and save up for for the real protection. Yeah. Oh, revision or a Gentex, you know, it's, they're yeah. great companies. Yeah. yeah, and the the revisions. I'm glad you said that because the revision or or the the Galvian or whoever mm-hmm. oh, owns yeah. owns that now, those are dirt cheap for what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I think they just they don't get enough traffic, and and that's why they get forgotten about. But, yeah, I know they're so, great helmets. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we we were issued uh, revision helmets. I mean, and that mm-hmm. was that was specifically bought for blast and frag protection. So like mm. they went they they didn't just look at the like the pistol rating or whatever mm-hmm. they're they're looked at. So like yeah. the the Galvian and the revisions are pretty legit helmets for yeah. for not a lot of money. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, like a lot of the, in like the tactical, I guess, world right now is, uh, looking cool is half the, <laughs> yeah, equation. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm at high cut, it's high cut, like ACH or Mitch, it's cool. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah, it's... Ironheart, you're right. The unibrow looks goofy on the, on the revisions, but just deal with it. <laughs> Someone brought up, someone brought up a hardwire. That's a, that's another good armor, soft armor company. They're really pushing it. Uh, okay. What what hardwire does is they take a polyethylene, they take a polyethylene like plate, and then they work soften it. So they like they they put they like put it through something, and then it becomes flexible, kind of flexible. Okay. Um, yeah. And, through that process they're able to get really thin like and lightweight panels so you know man uh i keep emailing a hardwire like be like hey put me back in you know get (laughs) i want your panels but i don't know we'll see what happens yeah (laughs) very cool um as we're as we're getting towards the end here because i'm I originally set the goal for these to be an hour and that has been unachievable. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, the, the trend or the, the, the tradition now, not that it's mm-hmm. a real tradition. Um, who do you recommend that I, I track down and try to get on here? Hmm. This is the only thing that I really put people on the spot on. <laughs> you know, I got a, I got it. Maybe. You mind if I go on Instagram for a second? <laughs> like, no, have at it. it. Okay, we'll give cause... people some time to throw some questions on here. Yeah. Uh, CBC mod seems sketchy. I, oh. I kind of agree, but I don't think there's a lot going into that mod. Uh, when people talk about modding the CBC, there's there's not a whole lot that goes into that. Um, the the one thing I'll have to point out about the CVC mod is that they drill more holes for the um, the rail, the obscore rail. Yep. And there's a thing with helmets where the edge, the edges of the helmets roll. So like if you get if it gets hit by a bullet, the edge will roll over, right? Yep. And then sometimes if you have too many bolts and stuff, those bolts can pass through too if they get a hit. Yeah. Um, so I'm a fan of like having less bolts, of course, right? If at all possible. Yeah. Uh, so that's something to 
to keep in mind. Yeah. Mm, oh, dude, have you ever talked to uh, Eric at Soldier Systems? I like Soldier I've, Systems. I sent him. I've, I send him a message every once in a while. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know I, if I have the. I don't think I have the pull for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty wild, though. He, yeah. he seems pretty fascinating. That would be crazy. Yeah, he does. He, you know, I've never uh, like met him in person or like had a conversation with, but like the stuff he posts on Instagram is like he'd be a very fascinating like person. He to would talk be. To. He is. Mm. I mean, he's he's the dude for for yeah. everything along these lines. Like, exactly. I'm not like a big shooter, so he's he's the dude in my realm, I guess. Hmm. You have have you talked to? Let's see. Mm. Have you seen HRF Concepts? Yes, I uh, I've I've actually known known of him oh, for okay. for a long time. Not as HRF Concepts, but but okay. as as who he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, we go back on on forums and stuff for a while. Oh, that's cool. He would, that that's a good recommendation though. I'll see if he yeah. do it. Um yeah, you know, there's like certain companies that like uh you see them come out and then you see them produce like things and you're like, oh that's pretty you know, like like when I saw Axel, I was like, these guys are probably gonna make a splash. Uh yeah. I think HRF probably, you know, my gut feelings <laughs> were right the first I time so. these guys will make I a think splash so too. as well. Yeah, I actually I linked back up with uh, with HRF um, when I did the the first Nodpod video. Mm. He saw it, and he's really, really, really in. But I don't I don't know in that realm how mm -hmm. how he is. But like my knowledge of three D modeling and stuff, I was completely blown away because yeah. he would like he's like, oh man, we could we could make this Nodpod like legit. Mm -hmm. And he, he sent me a 3D model and he plays the video and like the caps yeah. screw. And I was like, oh mm -hmm. my God. Then, no, yeah. that, that would be neat. I I should hit him up and see. Yeah. I think that'd be a great video. And, you know, yeah. He has some wild products uh, coming out. That's, so. I mean, you know, like already his, like, I already think the combination of his marketing and his products are, are pretty, like, good. Like, yeah. His yeah. marketing's crazy. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'd probably see. You, like, you know, I'd love to hear more about those guys. So yeah, I like that recommendation. I'll hit him up as soon as I'm done here. Um, you got any any parting wisdom for us? Any hot tips? Uh, hot tips. Hmm. You know, just just read what you're going to buy and do some research. That's, that's the most, that's like what I recommend for everyone. Just take some time to do research. And also if you do look at gear, you know, I, I do think like, you know how we were saying that if you have an eye for it, like if you've been mm -hmm. around it, you've got an eye for it. But if you haven't been around gear for a long time, what I recommend actually is just to like, see what the professionals use, you know, some see, yeah, yeah like, you know, then you're pretty much on the safe side. I'm almost on the safe side, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would, I would uh, add to that. See mm -hmm. what people are using. 
and then ask why. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff that is really good products that is going to be absolutely useless for what yeah. you're doing. Um, yeah. And it's your money. You are totally welcome to buy it. I'm not going to be that guy that says mm-hmm. you don't need X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But you should know that you don't actually need X, Y, and Z. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, figure out figure out what your idea of a need is. Yeah, you know, like um, I like got a cry zip on pack. I'm like, this is cool. And then later, <laughs> I'm like, what am what am I even putting in this? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Right? I have a civilian usages like this pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like but a jacket you know or something. But... If it looks cool and you like it. And you're and you recognize that I got no yeah. issue. But like, yep, if you're yep. like, no, you have to have a zip-on panel because you have to have a zip-on yeah, exactly. panel. Like, that's yeah, that's not it. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate you being on. Uh, mm-hmm. It means a lot to me, and and I had fun talking to you. And hopefully, uh, this got some good information out there for some people. Yeah, uh, thank for you for all, having me on too. All twenty people that'll listen to it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed my time on here, too, and thank you for having me. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Okay.